What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. It's Fall from the South with Steve and Welcome everyone to Four from the South. This is the podcast where we talk about stories from Latin America. And I'm here with my best friend, the guy who created this podcast, Steve Healy. How are you, man? Wow, what an introduction. I think that I can't really take much credit for uh, the idea because the show is really me getting educated by you about the world of Latin America, which we're all living in. And that brings us to our first story, Fab. Um, this was in the Los Angeles Times this week. It was talking about MacArthur Park, okay, which is a big park here in L.A., but kind of um, a sketchy situation over there. People uh, don't go there. You wouldn't want to walk through kids. it at night. No, don't no. go there with your kids at night. It's 35 acres. It's uh, in kind of a uh, an area of town that is not as wealthy as some other areas of town. Let's put it that way. It's not Beverly Hills over there. And the article in the L.A. Times was talking about how the gang, MS-13, basically has control of the park. And anybody who's... You're selling tamales, you're selling radios. You have to pay them. You're up you to, to anything. Like... You got to pay them. You got to pay rent. It's like the old school... When you see in the old mafia movie, the guy with the deli oh. has to pay the mafia I thought that guy. system was it, gone. It seemed like something out of the past. Yeah, I know, I thought around. so too. You know, <laughs> I thought we'd solve that one. But here we go. We got a gang, you know, running the park. And I was surprised that this is just... In the LA Times, they're openly saying... Anybody that's doing business at MacArthur Park has to pay MS-13. Maybe now you, you can Venmo, when, Venmo them. And that's like the Drizelle, you can pay them. So, yeah, that's the way they, they, they got this system to the 21st century. Yeah, maybe it'll get busted because somebody will Venmo them and it'll say extortion money for MS-13. <laughs> and then the F FBI will be able to, to bust it or whatever. Maybe they will say that and with MS emojis. The way they do it in, in Venmo and they were like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, these emojis are something illegal. Is there an MS-13 emoji? They're, they they must have a little hmm. symbol or something. No, no face tattoo emojis yet. Huh? 
listen, guys, hit us up if you know about MS13's emojis. You can reach us at four from the south uh, at Gmail or four from the south. Uh, we're on Twitter as well, and we are looking for stories from you guys. Um, well, we talked about MS13 before. Oh, that's it. Basically, MS13 is running the place. Um, in particular, it was talking about this is sort of unpleasant and unhappy, but they, uh, MS13. Anyone who's tr- a transgendered person who's hanging out in the park, MS-13 makes them pay rent too because they sort of assume that they're a prostitute. And so, like, even if you're just sort of trying to chill in the park, you end up having to pay MS-13. And that's led to some violence. There were some stabbings um, of transgendered people in the park. And it's not very woke of MS-13 to be targeting no. these people. They're very conservative groups. Like, I have to say, like, the the gangs, they're very conservative. You know, most of them, oh, yeah. all, all of them. I mean, even from the beginning, I remember like, well, they're, they're obviously very religious. I mean, that doesn't mean that they have mm-hmm. to be conservative, but like they are very conservative religiously. And then they they always have like this weird moral standards about things, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, we don't do that. And it's like, yeah, but you're killing yes, yes. thousands of people. That's yeah, always, blah, blah, blah. there's always drawing a line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. MS-13... You know, they're they're like a boogeyman on the Fox News, and it seems like they're quite a violent bunch of customers. But um, the United States in the 80s, we were funding paramilitary groups that were causing violence in the dirty wars in El Salvador. Then a lot of people got deported back from the United States to El Salvador. You know, mass deportations were going on in the United States. In many ways, the United States created MS-13. It's an offshoot of our uh, the violence that we were extracting or enacting in uh, El Salvador. So it's like like we the sort US of do created that this thing. once in a while. You know, you go to a country, do well. We're seeing what's going on in Afghanistan, and then. You you try to like pretend that you're saving them, and then you create these like new violent groups because it's not that simple. That's the problem with this. It's like a lot of the time politicians think that you go to a place, you change their minds, you show them like, oh no, this is a better idea, and people are gonna buy it, and things are gonna change. But no, there's like tons of other factors that, and and I think that's what's happening here. Is like this, this is like humans are so weird. That they can come out with any yes. crazy <laughs> way of relations that it's going to destroy any idea of like, oh, no, democracy is better. No, 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 no. We prefer this weird thing that we came up with than something that sounds like more established and peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really think through the consequences, which are compl- in, in a complex system like a country, immensely weird. And the, the outcomes of uh, sending guys with guns into another country are going to be pretty bizarre. And it seems like Americans, younger generations of Americans who've observed this repeated pattern in our history are becoming more attuned to this and pointing it out. But there still seems to be the people who are um, in the foreign policy establishment seem yeah. like they haven't quite gotten the message yet. <laughs> I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. 
Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to use this as a as a bridge to the next topic because I think Great. if this was the seventies, I mean, pro probably the U.S. will already send someone to Chile to like establish a new government or something because what's going on right now, and we talked about this before, we're writing the new constitution. This is that's happening right now in Santiago, Chile. The convention is going on, but at the same time, the elections are running. So. You have like this weird thing that we you, you you're rebuilding the country. I mean, you're rewriting the the country, and then the set of rules, and at the same time, you're voting for the people who are going to be affected by this new set of rules. So we can vote for a president, and then the convention say like, yeah, now presidents are just janitors, and okay, then now we vote for a right, janitor, right? You know, so that's weird about this moment in history. Because you're running for a job that you don't even know is going to be there <laughs> the next year. I think you should be suspicious of somebody who's running for a job that they don't know what it's going to be, right? Because <laughs> the Constitution could get rid of the job, could make the job way harder, could make the job much easier. And these people that are running for president, I think they're just assuming that president is still always a good job, right? Yeah, it sounds like a good salary and stable for, I mean, it's for years. We, we, we don't know. It could be like a year. It could be like they can decide it like, no, you know, the president is going to be changed every month. And you're going to have to run with it. But, well, right now, um, 
one of the crazy things that happened is like, well, I, let me explain this. Uh, during the, the riots of September, no, October 18 of 2019 in Chile, they, they like the multiple um, groups, political groups were em emerged from this, you know? And the biggest one mm -hmm. was called the People's List, the list of the people. Uh, like gender okay. list, but like people's list. Gosh. And <laughs> okay. The people's list. Yeah. And it, it was a group that decided to like not be a political party. They were against political parties. So okay. these guys. An anti-party like, hey, party. We are an anti-party party. We, we, we kind of established the same rules, but we're not a party. You know, we're not like them. So we're better yes. because we're pure, you know. So uh, they started with the convention. They choose a bunch of uh, conventional, like a lot of people from that list is writing the constitution right now. And uh, so they, they they got a little cocky, you know, they started like feeling, okay, we can do okay. whatever we want. The so, anti-party party got a little cocky. So first of all, someone went and, uh, I don't know what's the name of the English of this, but like they, they someone would like just um, uh, get the brand, you know, establish the brand of the people list okay. in, in their name. I don't okay. know. You like copyright their like brand. the copyright the trademark something exactly. like that exactly okay. so I was like okay so this is now becoming something not 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 just the people list this is like this guy owns right. the people list and then now they, it's Greg's list they decided <laughs> they decided to like okay let's let's have a uh, presidential uh, runner you know let's let's have a candidate okay so they tried to establish a system to have a candidate it was a mess. But they decided for this guy, Ancalao, Diego Ancalao. Okay. And it sounded good because he's from, uh, he's a Mapuche. He's a native Chilean. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that people were like, okay, this could be interesting. You know, this is new. And so to run for president in Chile, if you're not part of a political party, what you have to do is get 30,000 signatures. 30,000 okay. people have to give you like, okay, you have to be in front of a notary, you know, like you have to do it right. in a notary. Oh, in front of a notary. Yeah, yeah, a notary. You yeah, can't just like wait in front of the grocery store and get people to sign a petition. No, you have to do it with a guy who. So, and but now with with COVID, they do it online too. So you can do it online, or okay, you can do it with the notary uh, at the notary. This sounds challenging. It would be hard for me to get thirty thousand people to sign something with a notary. It's very challenging. So, it, it well, this is the thing. This guy, the deadline was last week. So went to the to the Cervel, that is like the electionary uh, institute election or commission. whatever election yeah. commission, and they 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 checked the signatures and twenty three thousand were signed in a notary that was closed since two thousand eighteen, and the guy then the guy then from the work in the notary, he was dead since February. Okay, huh? The math is <laughs> not up here. So, and first of all, this is like the dumbest part of this is like you need 30,000 30, signatures. Okay, if uh -huh. twenty three thousands of them are fake, mm -hmm. it's it's not a smart way of commit a crime. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're gonna commit a crime, it's like imagine you you have a truck with drugs, you know, or like you want to hide yeah. them. You need to have yeah more of the other 
Uh, mostly lettuce and mostly then a little lettuce. bit of drugs. Not <laughs> mostly drugs drug. and lettuce. <laughs> and <a little> lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the problem with this particular crime. It's really stupid. Um, yes. So actually, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I, I, I checked the numbers and the the actual signatures that he got right that were not online because the online they were fine but the ones he like okay. got on paper like like 17 were legal so he actually got 17 people going to an actual notary and get this done and the rest was illegal 17 is a really funny number because if it's like okay like after 11 or something you're exhausted i'm not doing this anymore i'm just going to make them up I but quit. to go to 17 is <laughs> so funny. It's so Why? Funny. Why not? Why not? What? I'd like to hear a story. Maybe we could get him on the podcast. The 17th person. Oh, yeah. The, that will be the nice. last legal guy who signed this guy's petition. <laughs> Let's hear his story. Why did he do it? What did he think? And what happened about that experience that after number 17, the guy was like, that's it. I'm just going to make him up. <laughs> you know what? Just call that guy. Call the, yeah, call the guy with the fake fake notary. So I, we, what, we, one of the, with the, with the crazy thing about this is like right now he switched to like, hey, someone fool me. So I'm gonna sue oh, the okay, person who did this to me. So that's the new strategy. You know? Yes. I got I got tricked. So that's what's going on right now. That's always a good one. Um, you know, I'm an idiot. That's a good solution to because <laughs> people people are always willing to they're definitely that there's there is some truth to that. So yeah. that, that's a good excuse I for mean, it. I mean, I think everyone yeah. can feel related to the idea that, oh, I didn't check this very well. And but it's three, it's three thousand of them. It, it, that's the problem. It's like the numbers are just insanely big for this. Again, you, you, if, if if it was the opposite, so like yeah, seventeen signatures were fake. Yeah, it could, it's kind of normal, you know. You can tell like oh someone. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine like someone was in charge of this was like oh I don't have enough signatures. We're gonna like we we're not gonna make it. And then I just like fake this seventeen. To make the number, yes. but, <laughs> but the opposite is yeah, what's happening it, here. Seventeen short. That kind of makes yeah. This this guy. Like, we we got to interview this guy. Will he come on the podcast? Do you think? Or well, he's kind of uh, escaping right now from justice. But you know what? Oh, okay. Fugitive from justice maybe shouldn't prioritize appearing on podcasts. But w- I mean, we'll try. We'll try. We'll, we'll I, I want to know more about. We'll this. reach out. Yeah, we'll reach for out. Sure. for sure. For sure. Fab, I've got a story for you. This came up, this is in The Economist, uh, August 28th. The headline is, Will Anyone Bid for El Chapo's House? And it's a story about Joaquin Guzman Loira, El Chapo. His house is um, up for grabs in a lottery in Mexico. The Mexican National Lottery, uh, it's put up by the Institute to Return Stolen Goods to the People, and they're going to auction off some recovered... uh, property from drug dealers but there's a problem not enough people are buying tickets for the lottery people don't really want to get el chapo's house it turns out a ticket for the lottery costs um 250 pesos which is about 12 dollars, and people just aren't buying the tickets yeah, what do course. you talk to me i mean yeah. first of all <laughs> this is this is a really important thing like latinas we love the lottery we love the lottery so oh, much okay. and i don't really? know what it yeah. is I mean, my take on this is because we we don't trust the system. We think we're never gonna get rich in a normal way, like working hard and like you know we don't mm-hmm. we don't buy this long time ago. So we're like, oh, right. 
suddenly we're going to get money from the sky. I bet on that. That's, that's probably, yes. you know, that's more realistic than waiting for <laughs> the system. That's more how life works. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But we love like, and this is the beauty of it, is like we love lottery in the big scale and small scale. We love, we love like the simple right. lottery that is just for fun. The lottery that is just a couple of friends. The lottery that is just like mm -hmm. family through Zoom. I know a lot of families mm -hmm. that during COVID, they keep talking to each other just because of Friday lottery. Like, just, just like oh, keep really? going okay. with it. So, what is there to say about the lottery? Like, what's the Zoom talk? What numbers you should pick? Or, yeah, what? yeah. And they just like keep, keep, keep. Oh, no, and, and they, they play lottery between them. Like, they have like internal lotteries. Oh, got it. Okay. In cool. the family. So, that that's what fun. I'm saying. Saying like, we love the tiny family friendly lottery and we love like the big yeah. numbers. And um, with this, I think this is, this is, I mean, if I, if, I was the guy who won the Chapel House. I'll be terrified yes. because it's going to come for me. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to step a foot in that house. The most important thing in a house is sort of like the vibe, the mood, you know, like you don't want a house that has a ghost. You don't want a house that's spooky. You don't want a house that's got bad karma. This is going to be a bad karma house. First of all, forget the fact that immediately El Chapo's guys are going to come and shoot you for taking over his house there or something weird's going to happen. Yeah. But you don't want to be in El Chapo's house. It's not a nice place to raise a family. You don't want to be like, hey, like, daddy, who's used to live in this house? Well, let me tell you a story, little boy. <laughs> he was running the biggest cartel and he killed thousands of people. No, no. I mean, it's dark. It's dark. And, uh, by the way, this is a, another thing. I, I, I don't know any anything about this house. I haven't seen the house, you know. But I remember when when they were showing pictures and videos of the house of um, Escobar. Uh, yep. Not great taste. Not a great house. That's another element. Another not element. Not a great yeah. house. The drug dealers not known for their tastes. They're not tactful. Big rooms. Not a lot of furniture. Then like tiny rooms with a lot of furniture. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. I, I don't yeah. think the, the houses of drug dealers are something that you really want. You know? I, I, I don't want to uh, sort of stereotype, but I get the sense that most drug dealers are not the type to really thoughtfully go room to room from the house. Think about how the room's going to be used. Talk about how to uh, space it. Pick some really nice art. I don't think that that's usually the way of the drug dealer's mind. Oh, and, and most of them, I think they come from like, well, from like poor upbringings. And then they, I mean, they just like love the big house. They just love the idea of a big house. And uh, yeah. and I think that's fine. But then they, you have like the second part that is like, they don't have time to do this because they're running. They're escaping from those houses all the time. I mean, Scobar right. was in Good that point. house for a long time because he was in jail, technically. You know? Yeah. And so, you, they, you don't want to get too attached to your house if you're a drug dealer. So it wouldn't make sense to put a lot of time and effort into making it really nice. No, not at all. So I, I understand that this is not a success. And I have a question. This is, and maybe you don't know this, but like this is this is a, a government is doing this, like the one with the plane. Remember that story? Yep. Yeah, exactly. They mentioned the plane. Yeah. If, if you haven't been following the Mexican lottery story, the, the uh, uh AMLO, Obrador, the president of Mexico, tried to auction off or put in the lottery the presidential plane, a Boeing 787, and 
another problem. People didn't want a ticket because who's going to fly around in a personal Boeing 787? It's just, it's not a real great prize to win in the lottery. Yeah, so eventually they did replace the airplane with cash equivalent, which I think most people would prefer. I prefer that too. And uh, by the way, if if the U.S. was was starting taking this system, I mean, what what if like suddenly like the like Joe Biden said, like, oh, okay, we're gonna do a raffle, and if you guys win, you can sleep in the White House. How many people do you think yeah. will do that? Just to sleep in the White House? I don't know. I, I mean, sure. I, I'll, if there was a big national lottery, it could be kind of exciting, but I don't know how great it is to just spend a night in the White House. I'd feel uncomfortable. Uh, the bed might be kind of weird. I wouldn't know where the bathroom was. Um, you have to sleep with Biden and his wife. You have to be in the same room. Oh, well, <laughs> if I could cuddle with Jill, Dr. Jill Biden and Joe Biden, that might be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Champ. You're right. Now I got better. Fab, if, let's say you were guaranteed to win this lottery. $12. Okay. Would, would you buy a ticket? Would you buy El Chapo's house for $12, I guess, is my question. No, that will be a dead sentence. You'd rather you'd rather not have it at all. That's There's a no dead price sentence. Get you to buy it. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, cool. Once again, these people are waiting for someone to like get this house to just kill them and get the house back, or or, or worse, like they just want to like I don't know, burn the house down I, I, with you inside. I, I mean, I, let's let's. No, not even get close to that house. That's that's my recommendation. You're living too. in El Chapo's house. The doorbell rings. The feeling in your heart is not going to be a positive one. It's not Amazon with a, a package. <laughs> no. So don't, it's don't not a trick or treater. No. The girls got cookies. <laughs> As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Okay, Fab, well, we need one more story. On Four from the South, we always get a, you get four solid stories. We've got three. Give me something. So right now, I want to like take uh, once again this this space on the show. Instead of like going with a current event, I want to talk about some Latin American figure that I love and I think Americans should know about this guy too. So please, I love when you bring us one of the great characters of Latin America. Tonight or today, I don't know what time is where you're listening, guys, but we're going to talk about a guy called Charlie Garcia. Uh, okay. Sounds so good. Charlie Garcia. It's, I think, the best musician from Latin America. One of the five, top five, for sure. So okay. this guy is, first of all, physically, he's a super tall guy who have this skin condition that make his face, um, making like half um, a wide mustache and a normal mustache on the other side. So he have his face with a bicolor mustache. Uh, he plays the piano so his fingers are long and weird. he's like he'll he's it's, it's a weird entity like if you get into your room you'll be like who is this guy and right, just a strange creature this is weird yeah strange creatures and he he's also uh my, his mind is crazy like he's always been like uh, something's violent something's like super chill and like I don't know he changed moods all the time but his music is amazing like his music you can you can listen to it in every mayor I don't know streamer service for music and you will love his songs uh but at the same time he always been like this weird political character you know so he he was really connected with uh, Menem in Argentina he was really close friend with the president at the time who is uh, also another weird character Menem who was the president during the 90s he was the one who put the Argentinian money to be one-to-one with dollars. And, I mean, it was just a bubble that exploded and the country went to the toilet. But uh, during that time, they made an, made an, make an album together called Charlie and okay. Charlie. Uh, wow. And uh, he he had this, he, he had like this, his thing called Say No More. That's like his, I mean, he had an album called Say No More and it's all about Say No More and he's just like obsessed with like uh, I don't know like uh, uh, dinosaurs and religion and love and I mean it's it's just insane. Good combo, dinosaurs and religion. That's awesome. That's, That's all you need. That's all you need. And uh, once again, it's a uh, he 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 became famous during seven the seventies with like kind of like Simon and Garfunkel duo called Sue Generis. Okay. 
Then okay. he had like his own band called Siruhiran, um, but then his solo art, like he had these albums were like just insanely good. But also, you can see it right now if you get in YouTube a footage of him. He was in a, in, in his uh, hotel waiting for a show, and then the the, the cops knocked the door because of course he was like bringing a lot of drugs, and he, they start knocking the door. So he decided to just jump out of the balcony of this hotel to the pool from the ninth floor. And that's an insane thing to do. And he survived. And there's footage of him jumping. And then there's footage of him swimming out the pool. I mean, like, yeah, I'm fine. Placidly swimming away. This is what I want from my great musicians. Jumping out of a a ninth story and landing safely in the pool somehow. (laughs) He's the best. So what were they after him for? Some guys were coming to get him. He was in his hotel room. Cops show up. They, I think he was like bringing some drugs and uh, he just decided to jump. Uh, and w- once again, it's like, this is like one of those crazy stories that you read in a lot of like, oh, this this happened with in the, I don't know, uh, uh, what's the name of this musicians? Like a uh, musician from the 70s did this crazy thing and he jumped from, I don't know, uh, Jim Morrison and did, did this and that. But he, right, here's the right. here's the actual video. And that's what that's I love cool. about this story. How did they get the video? Oh, because the cops were like, somebody was filming it because they thought like the cops are going to... I mean, if you if, if you watch the footage, and I and once again, I recommend to everyone to watch this video, it's like you can see that there was like a bunch of journalists at sight. And then when he jumped to the pool, the, the, he's doing like a press conference while he's swimming out of the water. So that's beautiful. The whole video is great. Homework assignment for our fans. Charlie Garcia on YouTube. It's a pleasure. And we did it. All right, guys. This has been Four from the South. I think we got four amazing stories um, from highs and lows uh, all over the map as the amazing uh, dynamism of Latin America is constantly producing material for our show. Hit us up on Twitter or on uh, Gmail if you would like to make a comment or send us a story. We need more of them and we want to hear from you guys. So thanks a lot. Uh, Thank you, Fab, for another week of entertainment and education. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Four from the South is hosted by me, Steve Healy, and Fabrizio Capano. Robert O'Shaughnessy is our producer. Original theme song by Amy Stolzenbach. Four from the South is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. 
Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.